Yo, 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 hello everyone, I am Silly Squirrel. And I am Master Brain. And we are Revive Me Bro Games, a gaming podcast where two best amigos discuss cooperative games, multiplayer games, and so, so, so much more. Uh... How you doing, my man? How you doing, Master Rain? Doing well, my brother. Doing well. Doing well. Can't complain. Uh, just, uh, uh, you, you know, just playing. And if, if everybody see me on stream, I'm playing Gundam recently, which has been amazing. Because uh, I'm actually kind of okay at the game. <laughs> but other than that, you know, that that's making me feel good in life. I'm, if I do good in the game, I'm doing good in life. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I guess if you think you're good, that's <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's... it's, it's uh, I mean, we will talk about that game eventually, right? Uh, real soon, but... Uh, I kind of like I'm liking it like what well, we got a we finally got the full squad to play and those were some we didn't I mean we, we have yet to win one but man those games were fun well, with with you fun. on stream we, we we do win them well, pretty yeah, much yeah, as yeah, soon yeah, as yeah, you yeah, hop yeah, yeah. off I heard I heard I heard <laughs> which makes no sense to me no sense it really doesn't make any sense to me it's like it's not like like in terms of kills and getting the stuff, like it's just weird. I'm like, I told, I told uh, Sapito, I'm like, I don't get it. How? It, what? What is this? Like, is it? A, is, is the algorithm against me? What the heck? You just gotta keep playing, brother. You just gotta keep playing it. You'll figure it yeah. out. You'll figure it out. <laughs> you'll feel it. If you'll feel it out, it's a feeling, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, we've been playing that. Um, yep. Well, what else have we been playing? Have you been playing a lot of Lord uh, Legend of Zelda, right? Uh, just kind of here, here and there when I, whenever I have time. But I'm trying to pick it up a lot more. Yeah, I'm planning on uh, hopefully yeah. uh, uh, playing something maybe like um, what's it, what's it called? Hyrule Warriors. I would love to play it on stream. So, and it's multiplayer. So I wish it was. Is it multiplayer online? That would. That's something I should try to find out. Um, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure our guest right now is dying to speak right now. Let us know. So let me just let. Me, yeah, let me introduce. Uh, before we introduce our speaker, uh, a quick PSA for the podcast. We are available anywhere you get your podcast. So that means Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify. We're there. Uh, of course, also on YouTube. Uh, after, usually a few days after we release the podcast. Um, if you if you listen to us on spot, wow! If you listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please please give us a five star review. Um, and if you do, send us a screenshot uh, to our Instagram page, and we will mail you some goodies. Um, a few of you have already done that, so thank you, thank you so much for those reviews. We really appreciate it. We've had some really really cute reviews. Um, and uh, last but not least, uh. Also, please check out our YouTube page where we post uh, some of our uh, Twitch uh, live streams uh, and among other stuff. But anyway, let's get. All right, my okay, my sibling and Hylia, I am foaming at the mouth <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> trying to hold my tongue. Uh, all right, so this is uh, the one and only. Uh, wait, do, do we agree to one name? Zina, right? Zina, okay. Uh, so our guest today, it's Zina, not Zina. Already, our guest today, as you may have heard, is uh, uh, someone very special to me, my very own brother, Sina. Uh, of course, a fellow mother. gamer, and I would like to call him a Nintendo connoisseur. So uh, I think he would be—he's perfect for the for this pod today. Uh, 
He's our go-to person for everything regarding Nintendo, and I am so excited to have him joining us to provide some perspective on the latest two Nintendo Directs. How are you doing, my brother? Welcome. Thank you, thank you. Um, you know, personally, I prefer the terms uh, Nintendo Slut or oh! Nintendo, but a Nintendo connoisseur That's does your work. Teach <laughs> 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 their own. Nintendo. Wait a minute, can I um, gain that title as well? Actually, nin- <laughs> Nintendo. 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 <laughs> Clap that ass um, for Nintendo. Yeah, but sorry. Yeah, but then I get at least thirty percent of mm-hmm. your royalties if you're gonna use. If you're gonna yeah, dude, I was gonna offer you forty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, forty. I said forty. Oh <laughs> snap. <laughs> but I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me in your podcast. Of course. Um, very excited to speak all things Nintendo today. Um, and we're doing a special like two directs in one. How fun! Double I know, direct. I know. Um, two I figured D's, might as well D. like make a, a like a package pod. You know, uh, we um, it just worked out that way. You know, where it's like Nintendo was giving out two directs, and I'm like, hey, I guess we're not too late for the party. <laughs> so, um, not yeah, too no, late. pretty excited. Never pretty excited. Too. So, uh, was there anything you wanted to say regarding uh, um, Hyrule Warriors? I, I, I could feel you like really like shaking there when Master Rain mentioned Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, I actually just finished wiping the foam that I, that was coming out of my mouth because I couldn't speak. Um, <laughs> Foaming at the mouth. So Hyrule Warriors, the the one that ties up to. Breath of the Wild. Yep. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't have online multiplayer, but it does have like local co- uh, local co-op, and it is just such a fun game. Um, I've always said, you know how they had like um, Hyrule Warriors that came out in the Wii U a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, and then they have like this one, Age of Calamity. Yeah. So the biggest difference between both games is that Hyrule Warriors, the first yeah. one is a warriors game with a zelda skin interesting okay right mm-hmm. meanwhile hyrule warriors age of calamity is a legend of zelda game with warriors gameplay interesting oh. so it's, it's it's two different two to, two totally different like like styles and it works so well age of calamity like does some really good stuff to <laughs> give you more characterization for the the um champions uh really takes the story in a really interesting direction mm-hmm. and just overall was a fantastic experience 10 out of 10 would recommend very <laughs> interesting very interesting and thank you for that yeah and actually now that you say that i definitely so i was actually playing uh breath of the wild and high world warriors at the same time so i was playing some of those like some of those areas at the same time seeing the history and seeing the uh the quote-unquote present at the same time so i was like damn this person's dead but this person's badass but damn look at this shit <laughs> yeah no it's it's mm-hmm. I, I haven't have, haven't finished either game but i'm planning on hopefully finishing them on stream good good that's exciting or at least one of them at yeah, least now i think the only one i've been playing so far has been um uh breath of the wild breath of the wild uh, i've yet to finish it but uh yeah i've been playing that and uh, um i have uh, majora's masks on the 3ds mm-hmm. and before you say uh anything else yes i know it's on the switch but 
still. <laughs> At this point, I, I don't want to restart it. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, I'm already <laughs> Dude, it's a well, long game. But also, like, yeah, not only that, but also the 3DS version does have a lot of quality of life updates that make it, like, better um, and an easier experience. Because the Nintendo 64 is notorious for being a difficult game. And it's really hard to keep up with all of the, like, side quests that happen, which are all very yes. important to the story. Okay. Yes, yeah. um, exactly. And in the 3DS, they introduced the Bombers, the Bombers Notebook, I think it is, mm-hmm. um, that kind of lets you have an archive of all the side quests. Like yes. You can find certain yes. Where it's very helpful. And it tells you like the time and everything. Yes. No, no, no. It's, it's very mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah, I agree. Dude, I literally had yeah. to have the manual for that game like on my side playing it, dude, because if I wanted to get the, the Omni mask, whatever it's called, the Fierce Deity mask. Um, yeah, Fierce Deity Mask, I was yeah. like, this is the only way. Like, it's so tough to get all of those masks and to know when is the right time. But that, yeah, that, I mean, that's we can go on and on about Zelda. And, <clears throat> I mean, honestly, we should do a podcast on that soon. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That is, Majora's Mask is the one um, Legend of Zelda game that I have not been able to finish only because of, like, just, it it it, it makes me anxious, basically. Same. Dude, just, yeah trying to finish everything i get to a point where you know i want to be able to complete all of the storylines all in one timeline so that when i do get to the end like all of the loose ends are tied up but the way the game is it's it doesn't never gonna let you do that, that. yeah so you it's might, crazy yeah yeah so you might be able to tie up one one storyline but then you know something else is going to be left like unchecked and and it's never going to be resolved or it's like in the first dungeon um like the monkey's gonna get executed but it's okay because you saved you saved the land and it's like uh, there's a part of me that's like that's not okay really. <laughs> hey. uh, Zena, have you ever seen the ending of it i'm trying to remember some of those answers may come to light in the ending because it's a it's a strange dude it's a strange ending too strange yeah very yeah. strange Whoa, Probably the strangest of all the Legend of Zelda's, in my opinion, other than the one where uh, Link just hits an island from a boat. I forget. I forget what that one was called. Oh, uh, that one is Link's, the past, um, no, no. Link's, Awakening. Link's Awakening. That one's a strange one too. Yeah, the Switch remake was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! I'm glad. That's good to know. That's good to know. That was that was a really good one. Just first thing, um, b- before we begin the uh, actual breakdown of the, the Nintendo Direct from uh, September 13th. I have three questions for you. Um, what are your top three favorite games? What are you currently playing? And what is the best co-op memory or game that you have? All right. Um, these are very, very heavy questions. I am very blindsided by them. They just <laughs> the load on your face, no, just bro. Just bang, um, local. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> So my top three favorite games are um, Bayonetta 2, mm-hmm. Okami, and Animal Crossing. Oh, mm. oh yes, okay, okay. Okami. Mm-hmm. I like how you pronounce yeah, it, Yeah, Okami, I can definitely see um, that. So the Bayonetta. Animal Crossing, I'm a bit surprised, but uh, I think that's more of a, like, is that more of, like, lately it's become one of your favorite games? Um, no, I've actually, I've actually, I wish I could have like an overall life counter as to how many hours I put into Animal Crossing, but, um, between my 3DS and my Nintendo Switch, Mm -hmm. um, I have put at least at the, at the very least 1500 hours into Animal Crossing overall. Oh my God, Mm -hmm. dude. 
I am like I wish I was kidding, but no, I I had about like 800 hours on my 3DS and I am at a, at about I am at about five. Bro, to they six... call you Noah, dude. You crossed every. Animal, yeah. <laughs> Not Noah. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. I'm glad our I'm glad our very Christian education really like. Th- this is what we studied for. <laughs> this is what it was all about. <laughs> um. But no, like Bayonetta 2 and, and, and Okami are very near and dear to my heart. Like Okami, I've owned Okami on the PlayStation 2, on the Wii, on PC, um, and on the Switch. And I beat it, I beat it like every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is just a beautiful, beautiful game. It, it is For me, it is a beautiful experience. Um, and then Bayonetta 2 is just super fun. And I am actually like... As as October rolls by and Bayonetta three is like closer and closer to release, I am just like I tell my friends every day like Bayonetta three is coming out in twenty days, Bayonetta three is coming out in seventeen days. Like I am so ready. Nice, nice. Oh, yeah. And then um, the second question is, what are you currently playing? Um, I am currently playing Xenoblade Chronicles three. It has been kind of amazing i have i have cried i have laughed i have like been emotional like angry about it and stuff it's been a very very great game um i would not be surprised if it was at least nominated for game of the year at the game awards this year mm. um i actually just beat the main story this week okay. and i'm now working on like post game things and side content and stuff and it's just there there's dlc that was on the direct it was um revealed that dlc is going to be coming out really soon in a couple days if i'm not mistaken okay and yeah i'm very excited to to keep going it has been it has been probably one of the better one of the better like rpgs that i've played in a, in, a, in quite a while nice nice yeah i know you've been tweeting about it a lot lately Yes, my, currently my Twitter oh, yeah. name is Xenodork Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Twitter. Xenoroll on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. No, I, I need a. I, I haven't played a good JRPG in a long time. Um, I, I miss that. Um, anyway, so best co-op memory or game? Um, one of one of my like favorite, one of the best co-op. Uh, memories that I've had is actually when um, when we when you and I were in high school, mm-hmm. um, we had Jet Force Gemini on the Nintendo sixty four, mm-hmm. and I would always play <laughs> as as Floyd, the little robot that flies around with you, and you basically have like infinite bullets. Yep. We were we had finally gotten to the very end, which required you to collect every single godforsaken collectible in the game. Yep. You had to you had to get literally everything to get to the final boss, All which was it. very ballsy. Yeah, because it, it you know because if I may add, like you had to like rescue every single tribal, and that doesn't mean like like oh like if they die it counts because sometimes they can die. It's literally rescuing every single one of them alive, and sometimes you'd have to restart a level because this little head would get right in front of you while you're rocketing some bugs and he would blow into pieces. Oh. And you're like, no! Yep. 
Yep. And so, yeah, yeah, you know, you can imagine, you can imagine the trauma of like spending, you know, 35 minutes in a level trying to find every single goddamn teddy bear in in the level (laughs) just for it to be like, hey, I'm here as you're about to pull the trigger on a rocket launcher. Uh, And then you just see red splatters everywhere and you're just like, ah. I'm gonna stop now. Uh, but yeah, so we get to the final <laughs> boss. You're you're um you're controlling the the robot. The ro- we finally get to the final boss, and like a homeboy does not pull any punches. Yeah. It is a very difficult boss fight. Oh, I dropped my mic. Um, it is a very difficult boss fight, and you were starting to run out of ammo. And I remember my finger was hurting from just <laughs> pressing Z so many times just to shoot this mother. <laughs> Oh, my and goodness. we ended up yeah. beating it we ended up like actually beating the game and like um there's a whole other sequence that happens and it's really sad um but but like we were just screaming the entire time because it was just so intense and like such a like culmination of us trying for for many years actually to beat this goddamn game yeah yeah oh my god i remember and it was a uh, it was a uh... Those boss fights were, were a lot of fun. Like, thanks for sharing, man. I, I vividly remember uh, those days when we used to play Jeffers Gemini. None of our friends had Jeffers Gemini. I think we were the only ones that had Jeffers Gemini. So whenever we know, talked and- about <laughs> Jeffers Gemini, it was like, what now? It's like, yeah, Jeffers Gemini. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I know. we People people would be like, oh, yeah, that fucking game that y'all love playing. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> y'all were... Y'all were fans of it. Still, yeah, no. still am. Still, still am. am. And actually, still like, are. Still are. Hell you yeah, know, there was something in the Nintendo Direct in September that really gives me hope that it might come back. Mm, yeah. If Goldeneye I can come back. I did see people like, like full around trying to remaster it, so I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, all right. So let's let's move ahead then. Um, Thank you for sharing that. So let's talk about the actual Nintendo Direct. So what we're going to do here is we're not going to talk about every single game out there. We're just going to mention a few of like our highlights. And then at the at the end of uh, once we get to the end of the Nintendo Direct, we may like mention a few of the games that we didn't talk about, like rather quickly or not. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> and then um, then after all that, we're going to talk about the of course, the, the recent Nintendo Direct regarding the Mario uh, Super Mario movie. And um, yeah, so let's let's start there. Um, so the first game on the Nintendo Direct was uh, Fire Emblem Engage. Um, let me tell you that I've only played one Fire Emblem game, and it was a Game Boy Advance one. I really liked it. On I never got to play the 3D Fire Emblems. I know Master Rain has a little bit of experience yeah, about little, that. Yeah. Uh, I think this is great that they're releasing Fire like Fire Emblem has been really has been going hard on the Switch and I think that type of game really works for like on the go, right? I have nothing to add really besides saying like well done. Like Fire Emblem is one of Nintendo's very most consistent IPs in terms of releasing uh new games. Um so yeah, no, it's just more Fire Emblem and I'm sure like the fans will be happy to sick their teeth on another uh and another JRPG like this. Yeah. You know, funny that you say teeth. The main character does look like a bottle of toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Oh my god, it does. It actually does. Bottle of toothpaste. <laughs> Too good. Uh, I mean, let's just say let's just say the hair was a choice. The hair was a choice. Oh dude. god, totally, totally. 
It's like they like he, the character looks so different compared to like basically everyone else. Yeah, like it's too different. Yeah. You know, I guess. Well, I guess if the game is good, everyone will deal with it, right? <laughs> but we'll see. The, the 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 cool thing to me, I guess, not cool, but we'll see. The 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 thing that kind of like stands out to me is obviously the fact that they have so many uh, characters from all these other Fire Emblems coming in, and so hopefully, hopefully the game can stand on its own enough to where you're not so psyched about having, you know, Ike or whatever, hop into the match or Marth or whatever, you know, hop in. It's just like, okay, it really should be just about, you know, the game, but we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully it all, it all works well. Um, I'm interested to see, yeah, the direction that they take with it in terms of being able to basically summon heroes from fire emblem. Um, it, it, reminds me almost of the mobile game where you can use all of the any of the heroes from the fire emblem series like yeah, to do yeah. fights um but it also reminds me of this game that was on the wii u and got taken to the switch um tokyo mirage sessions sharp fe um it is a combination of fire emblem and shin megami tensei so mm. it's where um and so in the game these these people they're kind of like able to summon a for lack of a better word like a persona um yeah. and the person the quote-unquote persona is is a fire emblem character so you have like oh. chrome chrome you have um i like for completely um ike is actually not in it no because it, it's like the 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 characters only get one um, and so it's like, and it's a little bit of everyone. So there's Crom, there's like a, a Celica, I think, or C yeah, Sita, Sita is her name. Okay. There's Crom, there's Sita, there's um, a couple other ones from like some of the older games. Like a lot of the villains make an make an appearance, and it's all very like, like kind of a love letter to Fire Emblem, but with um with like Persona slash Tokyo uh, Shin Megami Tensei gameplay. So like the idea that you can kind of like summon a hero. Um, through these rings reminds mm. me of that. Nice, that's pretty cool. Oh, that's a good. It's like yeah, like like that. You can summon all these heroes, like you said, and and these battles. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they implement um the Fire Emblem um gameplay with with that idea. I think it's pretty it's pretty fresh for Fire Emblem. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, Master Rain. Um, no more comments, I guess. <laughs> cool. Uh, so moving on, uh, It Takes Two was the second game, and all I gotta say is it's about damn time. Yeah, like, big this time. game <laughs> is it's one of you know it, it won like multiple awards. I think it won Game of the Year. Uh, it did two it years won Game ago, of the right? Year. Yeah, Just, like two years ago, and it's like and now it shows up to the Switch. It's it's, I mean, better late late than never. But it was like if there was one game I thought was like destined to be in the switch it was oh, this absolutely one. dude it won game it won game of the year for the game awards last year actually oh last year oh okay so but i mean you know it's been a year and That's decent still you know <laughs> yeah uh, and i get that there's all these like a technological um like it's always been the case with nintendo right where it's like games tend to have to go through a whole remake in order for them to make it to the switch yeah i'm glad it's here i'm glad it's going to be in the nintendo switch i really do think there's a huge community in the nintendo switch that will be able to play this game it's a phenomenal co-op game that sadly we haven't played yet i know crazy 
Um, yeah, this is this is a solid, solid title for the mm-hmm. for Nintendo's library. Yeah, all y'all people with partners, with wives, and yeah, and everything like all y'all married and partnered people like play this game with your significant other. It is, it is, it is just the the pinnacle of co-op couch co-op experience dude one of us is gonna have to stream it dude <laughs> with our wife <laughs> i know with one I of our wives, yeah. yeah uh and then the third game fatal frame mask of the lunar eclipse wow does nintendo need a lot of like scary games in their library and this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> you know like like this game i remember i remember i didn't play it on the playstation but i do remember like uh, I had a friend who had it, and I also, you know, I I, I watch it on YouTube uh, for people uh, doing Let's Plays. And, like, oh, man, like, this game's great. This game's scary. This game was, like, the original Outlast before Outlast was a thing. So uh, uh, I'm excited for this one. I, I'm actually debating whether I should get it or not <laughs> when it comes out. Nice, dude. I feel like you should. It'd be fun. Yeah, but I'm kind of a... I wish I was more into. Like, I'd rather see p- other people play than play it myself. I honestly have never actually played a Fiddle Frame game. So. I'm glad that other developers and other companies are branching out and bringing games like Fiddle Frame into Nintendo because a lot of people correlate Nintendo with just like video, like kids and, or like That's children's true, yeah. video games. Yeah. And honestly, like, you know, every single one of my friends um has a nintendo switch and we're all we're all adults we're all like 30 year olds <laughs> yeah that's true dude like they really should they really should cater to the uh more mature audience which is good that they that they actually are i mean <laughs> i mean if they know their audience <laughs> literally everyone plays the switch <laughs> yeah yeah oh xenoblade chronicles 3 expansion um i'm gonna let you take this one soon. oh wow um <laughs> so with um xenoblade chronicles 3 we saw the expansion it is bringing a battle mode basically like a like a trial mode where you can fight very difficult fights and get some rewards out of it you get some costumes for the characters and they're also introducing a new hero um mm-hmm. a cool thing about xenoblade is that your main party is six characters who are always there they are always like in the field with you um okay so obviously like battles are going to be battles are going to be like pretty vivid not vivid very lively the battles are very lively because there's six people fighting at at the same time um and heroes Mm -hmm. are a seventh party member that you can switch out right um they are they work Mm -hmm. a little more independently so you can't control them or anything but they they're a very big asset and so they're adding a hero um, and she's going to be a little different from the other heroes. She's going to have like her own skill tree that you have to upgrade. Um, it seems that she's going to have her okay. own little like side story, which is exciting. Um, and I'm excited to see like how they kind of add her and, and implement her into the lore and what like the, the, what the story beats for this character is going to be. My only concern is that, um, from the trailer, it sounds like she speaks like this, like she speaks very baby. And I just, I, I personally have a bit of a low tolerance to characters that speak like they're five. Yes, yes, yeah, you know, and most of the vo- most of the voice actors are like in their thirties, and they're like, I have to talk. Yeah, like yeah, this. pitch the highest pitch you can do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you know, a lot of the characters in in Xenoblade, like 
you know, um, the the main cast are they're all like you know they don't mm-hmm. speak like that basically like a lot of like a lot of the characters don't really speak like that um mm-hmm. actually one of the characters one of my favorite characters she she is she has like a full ass cockney accent um what? yeah she's very much like uh like uh you're looking at me and it like, stuff like that it's very like <laughs> and she's very vulgar and stuff so it's, it's fun so um that yeah my only it, it's a very superficial concern um but we'll see we'll see where it goes Cool, cool. Uh, I personally think that whenever uh, games do that, um, you always have to think about uh, the, um, what would you call it? Like, you always have to think about the region of the character that, like, you know, for example, if this person has a Cockney accent, does that mean, like, the Japanese voice actor is also doing, like, an accent of sorts? Because this person's supposed to be from the north or the south, you know what I mean? Um, and I know they've done that sometimes with uh, uh, voice actors because they want to make sure that that character is clearly different from wherever the main character is or vice versa. I've never played a Xenoblade game um, and, and or even a Xenosaga game, uh, but I do know that these are a huge hit in uh, the Switch community. And of course, I know you play it a lot, so that's awesome. Uh it was, I think it was a wonderful announcement, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I mean, the graphics looks amazing, dude. Honestly. Yeah. No. the The voice acting in, in Xenoblade hasn't it hasn't been bad at all. It's been pretty solid. The um a lot of really good characterization. I enjoy it. Um. I know a lot of people had a lot of like issues with the uh, voice acting mm-hmm. for Xenoblade Two, but that's a whole other can of worms. Okay. Um, okay. Xenoblade Three, solid. Very very solid. Yeah. The- so we're gonna we're gonna skip a few games here. So if you're hoping to, you know, hear what we have to say about I don't know oddballers, um, sorry, bruh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna skip some of these. Um, Octopath Traveler Two. Um, do any of you guys have anything to say about this game? Um, which I know, like for the Switch, it was pr- a big deal. I have nothing to say about um, that game because I've never played it. <laughs> <laughs> Other than the fact that again, I love that I, I love that Nintendo just you know they 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 have a wide audience. They know how to reach them. Um, my mm-hmm. only hope for Octopath Traveler Two is that the stories are a little more interconnected and the characters are able to interact more. I know a big issue that mm-hmm. people had with the first one was that characters didn't really interact with each other during certain oh, okay. story beats um i know per- i know oh, personally okay. mass effect has um kind of spoiled <laughs> me into where when you have characters in your party yeah, you're gonna dude. say something mass effect was too good yeah dude. Yeah, yeah 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 like the bar totally, mass yeah, effect totally high, dude. See that. yes <laughs> yeah yeah mass effect ruined the bar yeah, <laughs> elevated it too high <laughs> but it oh, said yeah, okay. your bar. Yeah. <laughs> it really no, but it, it really did something where like you know you have whatever party member in your party and they would they would say something they would comment something and they would like it would reflect that their own personal worldviews and stuff and that's something that in Octopath Traveler especially like after you were competing some storylines where characters interact a little and like important things happen. And then all of a sudden, everyone in the background is just quiet for the rest of the game. It's it just kind of like a okay, well, their story's wrapped up, so now they just they just fight, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, 
Oh my gosh! Wow! Yeah, I. It's kind of a, that's kind of a, kind of a, what do you call it? Uh, a a letdown, yeah. Mass Effect, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Watching that trailer, Dang, though, those visuals, yeah, like, yeah. I'm going on visuals, like the 2D, like, you know, spray animations with, like, the 3D uh, um, surrounding area. It looks really cool, dude. I'm not going to lie. It looks really cool and how those, some of those fights are, are done. I uh, I do think, the, for me, the the art of the game yes, is absolutely dude, gorgeous. Yes. Um, it's probably some of the most the yes, best pixel dude, art I've yes. ever seen. Yeah. Um, and that just I feel like that's just a a really nice plus when it comes to um like you know like a, a an old school two D JRPG but with like yeah. just beautiful graphics. Oh no, it's it's beautiful beautiful graphics. Like those fight scenes are just like the uh, the particle effect is, is 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 very nice, very nice. Cause like we've all played that type of game growing up, but it's just like yeah. that nice like it just it just looks like such a such a good like quality of life update in a sense, right? See, oh no, totally, totally, totally. Uh, and it's like it just makes me wonder like what would a uh, an updated um oh, like gosh, Chrono Trigger dude, look yes. like? Yes, <laughs> whole you day know? every day. Like that would look so nice. That would be um. Amazing, thank you. Uh, hey, yeah, Nintendo, um, get like on that, please. Yesterday, three years ago, <laughs> I want to order a one Chrono Trigger remastered. Not remake, please. remastered. <laughs> yeah, so, can we get a remake, please? Actually, you know, speaking of remakes, um, the there was that one remake for Trials of Mana that like they completely built the game from the ground up, 3D. Um, oh yeah. And, when I was playing it, I was thinking to myself, you know what? A Chrono Trigger remake that looks like this would not be bad. It, I feel like it would be it pretty good. Honestly, that's like one of those games where it's like Nintendo, like, what the shit? Like, if there's a game that deserves a remake or a remastered, it's that one. Like, I think maybe Secrets of Mana was that experiment. Yeah. But it's like, come on. Like... Anyway, I know we're talking about Octopath Traveler, and here we are, like, <laughs> speaking about <Chrono> <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, we're going to talk about Mario and Rabbit's uh, Spark of Hope. No, we're not. I'm uh, taking it back to Theater Rhythm <laughs> Final Fantasy because I am excited for Theater Rhythm. Oh, oh, yeah. No, never mind. Yes, Theater Rhythm, please. Uh, <laughs> my bad. I, I forgot. I love a rhythm game. I love Final <laughs> Fantasy. I have the Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm for the 3DS. So when they announced mm -hmm. one for the Nintendo Switch with like new tracks and new gameplay, like um, visuals and stuff, my ass was very excited. Um, some of the DLC. Um, I'm excited for the DLC. They they've had music from Near in the DLC. They've had music from Chrono Trigger, um, and like extra tracks from the other games and stuff. So I'm very excited to like go into it and and get the DLC and play the tracks and uh, yeah, very very excited about that. That was a highlight for me. Mm. I when I first saw that I'm like really okay. I didn't know how to react 
to be honest. Um, but I mean, like Master Rain says, like Nintendo they know, know their consumer. Consumers, <laughs> they know, and, dude. They know their consumer. I mean, you're definitely they uh fucking no. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely a you know consumer, and you're like, yep. yes, give me more dancing games. <laughs> <laughs> Two types of people over here. Just like, ugh, can we skip over no, this? No, they, like, they have yes, a direct queen. access to certain people's wallets. Like, direct, they have everything that they need. Yeah. They just as soon, as soon as they put that game out, ka-ching. But they, but, but they also know how to do it well. Is a good thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's true, true. You know, it's one of those instances where... No, never mind. I can't make that joke. <laughs> All right, everyone. We're going to take a really quick break right now. Uh, stay tuned for this uh, little ad that we have for you guys. And um, we'll be back after these messages. And we're back. What's up, everybody? Uh, we're going to keep going here with the, the rest of the games of the Nintendo Direct. Uh, Master Rain had to go take a break. And he will be with us on the Zelda portion of the podcast. So right around the very end, um, or somewhat close to the very end. Um, but anyway, uh, Sin is just you and me now. And uh, we got a few games to talk about. Um, and this is actually one that I'm like, ooh, can't wait. Yeah. Um, the uh, Nintendo 64 expansion. Now, for me, this was the announcement of, of the Direct. Um, yes! <laughs> for me, this, like, I think Nintendo has really been sucky when it comes to the NES and Super Nintendo uh, games that they've released. Uh, but so far, the Nintendo 64 has been their best library. And the games that they're releasing are exactly the games that everyone's been asking for. So, let's, I mean, with, without further ado, we're getting Pilot Wings 64, which... To be honest, I could care less, but okay, cool. Uh, Mario Party 1, 2, and 3, which is just incredible And not just Mario Party 1, 2, and 3. Mario Party 1, 2, and 3 with online multiplayer. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Like, that, that, is, that is a game changer for me. It's like, I, wow. I like... Okay, the two Super Mario games that are on the Switch right now are not bad, but they could be better. <laughs> Uh, the first uh, the, what was it, like Super Mario Party for the Switch or whatever was okay. Yeah. It was okay. Um, it was it was fun for the first like two months, and then and then it like, just kind of died down. I um for for that game, I do feel like Nintendo really wasted an opportunity for DLC. Um, they yeah, could have added yeah. more. They could have added at least more boards. Like it, they mm-hmm. only had, if I'm not mistaken, four. Um, four bo- four boards, or four like game maps or whatever, mm-hmm. and it just felt like a wasted opportunity. It was the perfect game to add DLC where you could introduce new mini games or even yep. introduce like new playstyles, new characters, new maps, kind of thing. Yep. It was like kind of the perfect opportunity for them to like have this like the Mario Party on the Switch, and we'll just keep adding to it. Um, yeah, yeah, and, I and, agree. Like the fact that they never added DLC to it is it's it is disappointing. Um, it, it was a wasted opportunity. So having Mario Party one, two, and three, which are just very solid games, and then being online multiplayer is just a very exciting, very exciting um, prospect. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. And I mean, Mario Party one, two, and three are are very well fondly remembered. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they're very fun games, and and I don't know. It's just like that's that's awesome to know that we're getting all three of them and that we can play them with uh, with literally everyone. I'm I'm just looking forward to it. Um, and then we got a Pokemon Stadium one and two. Yeah, uh, which is is still it's like wow. I I have fond memories of Pokemon Stadium two, which is also probably my favorite generation, the silver and gold generation. Uh, it, I think it's a huge win, the fact that we're getting these classic games. I mean, 1080 was a game I was just talking about the other day with some co-workers of a, of a, of a good snowboarding game. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm little, I cannot wait to play uh, 1080 Snowboard. Mm-hmm. Excite Bike, I could care less, but I know it was kind of a hit in the 64 days. It is, it is a hit for, yeah, I'm sure there are tons of people who are very excited for Excite Bike. Um, yeah. I just never yeah. really got to play it. We just never played it. Yeah. And then, I mean, of course, the one I never, ever thought they were going to get, I literally was like, I don't see it. I do not see it coming. And they oh, got it. GoldenEye! They got it. I cannot believe they got it. GoldenEye. And you know you, what this does? This just opens up the doors to so many more games. Oh, man, silly. You stole the words out of my mouth. Like, I... I'm so excited. When they announced GoldenEye, I was screaming. Just I I never expected it. And as you said, it opens the doors for so many more like games, licensed games to to come into the um the virtual console. And also rare games. Like we know we have we have Bencho Kazooie um in the in the library and and you know I, I just hope they keep adding more rare games because that means that Banjo-Tooie might make it, Donkey Kong 64 could make it, um, Jeffers Gemini could make it. Games that were just so quintessential to the Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, same. I'm, it, it just... I, I mean, if there's ever been the tease, that's it, you know? Uh... Like, I can only imagine, like, you know, like you said, a Jeff vs. Gemini, or or even, like, you know, uh, why am I blanking here? Um, or more, like, Rareware games, you know? So we already have Banjo-Kazooie, right? Maybe Banjo-Tooie, mm-hmm. you know? Um, who knows? Like, Donkey Kong 64 would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's just, like, GoldenEye. I, I never expected that. I never did. And, and yeah. it's just... It's just a treat knowing that we're getting that game and that we can play it online with other people. Yeah. And yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh... at its prime, GoldenEye was the pinnacle of like the FPS co-op or not, not co-op, the FPS multiplayer experience. Mm-hmm. It, it was GoldenEye. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what mm-hmm. else? It opens the doors for perfect fucking dark. Oh yeah, duh. <laughs> That's true. Perfect dark. Mm-hmm. I can't forget. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I know you can play those in the um, in the Xbox, but to have it on the Nintendo sixty four with the controller, which are are now uh, more, they're more available, or at least yeah. more often now. Uh, yeah. I have mine. Thankfully, mm-hmm. I I paid the price, the fifty dollars. That's that is priced at not nothing more, nothing less. Uh, no, yeah, uh, overall, a phenomenal announcement. Absolutely happy with that announcement. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. 
I really am. I'm looking forward to more. Me too. I'm very excited for all of these Nintendo 64 games to come in. I'm very excited for just them continuing to put these virtual console games out. Um, you know, hopefully there will be a Game Boy Advance virtual console at some point. Um, that would be phenomenal. Um, yeah, that would be. It, it, but it, it's exciting. I'm glad that I know I I have I have played a lot of Mario Golf and Mario Tennis on the virtual console, and it's just that kind of a way for for people our age that grew up with these games to reconnect with it without having to go through the gymnastics of finding a Nintendo 64 and buying the games and paying like a lot of money to to be able mm-hmm. to like have these nostalgic experiences all over again. I'm I'm very happy that they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. All right. So, moving on. Uh, Factorio. Uh, I'll just quickly say that this is a hit on the PCs. Um, it is an incredibly addicting game. Um, set in an in another planet, and you have to basically grab resources and build, uh, basically a factory in order to. I think it. I think the idea is to like try to build a spaceship and then like leave I, I may be getting this wrong or maybe even confusing the games but factorio is one of those games that is a huge hit on pc and it absolutely fits the mold of a switch game you know that indie indie game that you wish you could play while you're in the bathroom you know like this is it <laughs> um so yeah. really excited to see a, a, a pc darling making it to the switch and props again to Nintendo for for really pushing on the on the indie with indie developers trying to get their games. Uh, especially nowadays, like the past, I feel like the past four to five years, there's been a huge like push for for like very two D or very like not triple A games that look great. You know, I'm thinking like you know your Bastions, your Transistors, your Hades. I mean, mm-hmm. I know those are all from like almost the same. Uh, those studio. are literally those are literally the, all from super giant <laughs> i know i know uh so i'm thinking also like for example i'm thinking like uh, uh darkwood you know obviously factorio yeah. i'm thinking like uh, a way out like uh just games that are not necessarily triple a but yeah. that there's a following and yes. you know i really do appreciate nintendo really saying like hey bring me your games you know <laughs> yes. and i think one of the better one of the best things about like what's happening with more games being accessible on the switch is the switch does have something that other consoles do not have and it is the um accessibility to it the you can take mm-hmm. your switch wherever you want uh you know i never in a million years thought that i would be able to play skyrim for example while sitting at an airplane like flying over to california or something like that like Oh, you know, Nintendo really has been able to perfect the the portable experience. Um, And Mm -hmm. so having a game like Factorio on the Switch, it just adds to that excitement of like, oh, my God, I can be at the airport and play Factorio and and not have to worry about like. And just switch it off whenever Mm -hmm. I want and and just, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, have that accessibility to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so moving on because um, we have a few more games we need to discuss here uh, mm-hmm. rather quickly Mario Strikers Battle League expansion I will say having um, what's her name Rosaline right no, no. Pauline P- 
Pauline, I apologize. Having Pauline um, as a downloadable character for free and Diddy Kong is is a great step. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a, I'm just really scared that Nintendo will probably give us like one more DLC for this game and then we'll never hear from it again. I've been playing it and it's definitely a fun game, but it has the same problem that most of these Nintendo games have where it just feels, it feels lackluster. Um, and what I mean by that, it's like, it just feels like they're missing stuff. And yeah, that's been a mm-hmm. thing with the with the Mario sports games for the Nintendo Switch. They feel when they come out, they feel incomplete. Exactly. And then they add DLC and it, it starts getting better as the DLC comes by. They add quality of life updates. They add like Mario Tennis, like the vanilla Mario Tennis and the fully updated Mario Tennis. Like the menus are different. The the just the quick play is different. It's wild to think that they would release a game like that. Sorry, I kind of like lost my train of thought. The point, my point is, it's unfortunate that they've kind of taken this approach with the sports games. I am glad mm-hmm. to see Pauline get the love that that she's been getting. Um, and I hope that they're able to continue to give ex- um more expansions mm-hmm. and add to the roster and add more elements to the game so that yeah in a year it feels like like a very exciting and hefty and and full game mm-hmm. yeah and like definitely with the uh, with mario strikers after playing it for a bit i was uh, the one thing that absolutely bothers me is playing the same like set of team members so to speak let me put it this way you play a cup right and you pick your characters you pick let's say donkey kong mario luigi and peach right Mm -hmm. you go and you play against the first team and it's uh let's say wario waluigi daisy and luigi or just to name four and And then the next team yeah now that daisy was added to the game finally yeah uh, yeah seriously that's one of my mains to be honest um, and then you go to the next one. It's Daisy, Luigi, Waluigi, and Donkey Kong. And you're like, wait, I just played Daisy, Waluigi, and Luigi. And then you play the third game, and it's Donkey Kong, Waluigi, Daisy, and Toad. And you're like, the hell! <laughs> it it throws me off. I don't yeah. like that. And and um, and I know it sounds petty, but when you played the the Nintendo, the GameCube, and the Wii versions. It used to be that the main characters were captains, and then you had all these like minor characters playing as your the rest of your team. So it always felt like you were playing a different team. You're playing the Waluigi team. You're playing against the Wario team. You're playing against the Mario team. It adds, it it feels like more teams than they should they should be. Right now, it's mm-hmm. just literally like it all depends on really the characters you pick. And I know there's some strategy involved because you know some players are more defensive, some players are more attacking. But I really do miss having that feeling where it's like, I just beat Mario. I'm going to play Waluigi. Crap. My last boss is Wario. Oh, my gosh. Like, he's so hard, you know, or yeah, or, or something like that. Uh, but yeah, they, they the older games really did give like the 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 bigger names in the Mario franchise. Um, the older games gave them more heft. They made them more unique as the captains mm-hmm. and stuff and it had like 
the the smaller characters as as your teammates and it, it felt more organic that way it felt more like like yeah like these these captains have very unique skills and they're all very powerful and stuff and then the the other players also have their own unique skills but they are not as strong as the captain so it gives you a good balance of mm-hmm. of it and it makes every team feel unique it makes every team more believable too yeah because yeah, in not- the mario world there are like a lot of there are a lot of like um go- boos there are a lot of shy guys there are a lot of koopa troopas so it, it would make sense for a team to be like this main character be a captain and all these other characters be players yeah yeah exactly exactly uh but you know um this before this turns into just us bitching about uh mario games i do think this is the 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 uh the i think this is the a little bit of the right direction for nintendo um i just hope that they do keep adding dlcs for this game just like they did with mario golf i think mario golf is probably their best example of what a dlc can look like um and so uh, here's to hoping because i really do like this game i just wish it had more you know Mm -hmm. yeah um i'm i'm not one to play sports games on my on my systems but i love a good mario sports series Mm mm-hmm and then just rather quickly speaking about Mario Sports Series, Mario Kart, and this is like the complete opposite spectrum where it's like this game has too much. <laughs> Mario <laughs> Kart 8 Deluxe, uh, Wave 3 expansion. Um, I Look, I have none of the expansions, and I still have hours to play on Mario Kart. So uh, you tell me. What do you think about this? So Mario Kart was released eight years ago. It was released in May of 2014. I cannot believe <laughs> that almost 10 years later, we are still getting Mario Kart 8 content. I mean, I it, it's fun. It's exciting. Mario Kart 8 is a very solid, solid game. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, from, I, you know, almost 10 years down the line, I, I still get on Mario Kart 8 and do a couple of races every so often. But I do think that a lot of the new stuff could have just been its own game. Um, mm-hmm. And I also do have a bit of... My, my personal qualms with the new content from Mario Kart 8 is that they're just pushing a lot of the tracks that are from the mobile game. Uh, Grand Prix, I believe it is. Mario Kart Grand Prix. Um they're they're pushing a lot of the tracks into into the switch now like if i'm not mistaken the tracks that are quote-unquote new are all tracks from the mobile Mm -hmm. game and so it it almost feels like it's just a way for people for people to be like oh wow that's on the mobile game i'm gonna download it um and yeah it 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 i had i've had a few tracks where i'm like wow this is really cool like i'm glad that they this is on the on the on the switch but it's it's turned into the new tracks come out i play them when they come out i do a race or two and then i move back to whatever other game i'm playing i don't i don't feel myself coming back to it i don't feel myself um yeah i haven't come back to it i haven't like played online with it or anything it's just kind of it's just kind of there yeah 
Um, and it's unfortunate because Mario Kart 8 is a really good game. It just feels like it's, it's, I feel like it's past its time at this point. And, and it would have been a little better to do a new Mario Kart game or even do a new, like a new series where it's instead of Mario Kart, because Mario Kart Mm -hmm. has a lot of like. Nintendo characters now they have the Splatoon characters they have Link they have Animal Crossing characters yeah have, like, yeah exactly Animal yeah. Crossing so tracks many. and stuff like that so they could do a thing where they do just like a like a Nintendo Kart racing kind of thing where it's like a the Smash Bros of Mario Kart you know um uh-huh. and it, it gives them so much more it, that would give them so much more flexibility and it would give them so much more like room to do new things and introduce like new tracks have like a metroid track have like a a kirby track a star fox track and stuff and it it would like i feel like that would excite people more than just hey these are some tracks that are in the mobile game here you go like i like it but Mm -hmm. i feel like it could be better Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm Oh yeah, not totally. <laughs> uh, I got I got really nothing to say about Mario Kart. It's it's amazing how they keep this Mario Kart eight alive, and it's just it funny. Is. It's like you do that for Mario Kart, but not for everything else. Mm, cool. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, Mario Kart eight came out almost ten years ago, and it is getting more DLC than Mario Party on the Switch, which has gotten zero DLC. Mm-hmm. Actually, one DLC. Which was yep. just a patch for online gaming. Uh, moving on about more Nintendo products. Uh, Pikmin 4. I think this is a great announcement of a yeah. dead IP, in my opinion. And I like that Shigeru Miyamoto was like, this is like my announcement. Out of all of the games, he's like, no, 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 no. Pikmin 4. This is where I'm going to show up and say all the things I want to say about Pikmin. And it was like, I thought it was pretty cute because I know this is yeah. like a baby for him. This is a baby. Yeah. But at the same time, I can't help but feel like, so, uh, Sam is called. She's a bit jealous. <laughs> uh, in, considering. In her, in her defense, we did get Metroid Dread. Actually, yes, at the time true, of true. the recording, at the time of the recording for this pod, Metroid Dread came out exactly a year ago. Mm, that's um, true. That's true. And and that was a very big that was a very big thing for Metroid fans. But where's Metroid Prime Four? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was teased how many years ago? Yeah, no. Oh my god! And uh, Metroid Dread is one of those games I need to I need to play. Oh, uh, so but good. you're right, you're right. Uh, so Pikmin, I think wonderful announcement. Um, I actually am looking forward to playing a Pikmin game. I've never played a Pikmin game. Uh, so hopefully this will be my first chance of playing Pikmin. Mm-hmm. The iPhone version, I could care less. Moving on, I'm sure a lot of people will find that really cool. Yeah. I just really don't the, care, but yeah, just the screenshots for the new Pikmin game—they do look. It does look great. Um, so I'm excited yeah. to see more. I'm I'm excited and po- and optimistic about um the direction that they could go with for the new Pikmin game. Mm-hmm. Well, and now the next game. And literally, I'm taking my gloves off here and being like, go for it, bro. Bayonetta 3. Go for it, bro. (laughs) 
Hi, welcome to the um, Zina segment of this podcast where I will mm-hmm. tell you everything about Bayonetta 3. <laughs> I am incredibly excited for this game. Bayonetta is an incredible series. The gameplay has been so fun. I am very excited to see where they're taking the series. I'm excited about the the new gameplay elements that they're adding to it um there was a separate trailer um during this direct it did say that they were going to release a separate trailer um which i watched and dissected and disseminated um and it is that they're doing a lot of they're adding more to the to the battle like the i'm gonna start again uh they're adding so much more to how you fight in this game. Bayonetta is already like such a fun pl- game to play and it has such mm-hmm. a fun fighting mechanic. And and they're mm-hmm. adding a lot of really cool elements to it where like a lot of the demons come out and you fight with with and as the demon while Bayonetta is doing her summoning and stuff. And so you have to find a good balance of as of like fighting as the demon or fighting as bayonetta and like you know leaving her not as vulnerable while she's doing the summoning and it it while i was when i heard about bayonetta 3 one of the things that i thought about was how are they gonna build up from the first two games because the first game was really fun the second one was perfect like the fighting Mm -hmm. was perfect the Mm -hmm. the way you play it it just feels good so i'm like personally i'm thinking how are they going to improve from this how are they going to build up from something that doesn't need to be built up and they they found a way by adding like these these big elements of like summoning the demons and fighting as the demons and Mm -hmm. finding finding a balance between fighting as bayonetta and fighting as the demons um I have a lot of theories as to the story. Um, yeah. I per- personally, I do believe that you are playing as a younger Bayonetta, as the a Bayonetta from in Bayonetta One. There is a small child revealed to be a younger version of Bayonetta. I personally mm-hmm. believe that you are playing as her because she acts in a way that is a lot more juvenile. She has the same hairstyle as um Ceresa, the little girl and the voice is different the voice is like just younger sounding and then they showed someone who looks like an older bayonetta so i do feel yeah. like it does, it does have a little more of like a okay what happened to what happened to this child that that you helped in the first game this is what happened to her like yep, this yep. is where she's at um so I'm very excited to see where the game goes. I'm very excited about this. Um, I do think it's going to be just a phenomenal action game. Um, Bayonetta is one of those games that, like, if you have a Nintendo Switch, like, just do yourself a favor and get Bayonetta 2 and just enjoy it. It is fun. It is campy. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, and, and, like... All of those things are, are why, why it makes this series, for me, one of the best series um, on the Switch. Yeah, no, I think, uh, first of all, I, I think it's already been confirmed that the character of this new game is the uh, younger uh, little Bayonetta girl we see in, um, what's it called? Um, Bayonetta 1. Bayonetta 1, thank you. 
I think it's really cool that they're doing that. I don't know, like, Bayonetta is one of those, like, action games that I don't understand why more people don't talk about it. Like, the first game I played it on the 360, and it was, it blew my mind on how good it was. And I was, I thought that would make cry was, like, and God of War were, like, the chiefs of action games. Nah, man, Bayonetta eats them for breakfast. Yeah. And then I never got to play Bayonetta 2, but just hearing about Bayonetta 3 and how, like, Nintendo saved this game and or IP from the brink of death. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's such a cool story, uh, and I really do feel like like you said, like more people need to play these these games because these are the absolute best action games ever made, and like it's it doesn't even take itself seriously. It's just yeah. it's fun, and yeah. like yes, it's it's like uber sexy, but trust me after an hour of playing this game that's the last thing you'll think of like yeah, yeah you it's like yeah at first like you know when when i first played the first bayonetta i was like you know all the hormones were like who's this chick i know but then like but no joke after playing for like the first hour like all, you're just enraptured by the uh by the gameplay and so, at one point, fun. you forget about the whole sexiness, and you just kind of just go with it. You know, yeah. you go with the humor, you go with the game, and you just want to kick Angel butt. And... So fun, uh, fun mm-hmm. lore for everybody. Um, I actually purchased Bayonetta uh, on the 360 for Silly Squirrel, um, yep. and it was a gift. I gave it to him as a gift for Christmas one year, um, yep. and. I ended up playing it and beating it on that 360 before he did. Um, I know. <laughs> just because, yeah. like, I remember we started and I was like, this is wild. I need to I need to see this through. And I just started playing it and I could not stop. And um, I remember I remember afterwards telling Silly Scroll, like, have you played? Have you finished that? Have you played it? He's like, no, I haven't really. played." I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Do yourself mm-hmm. a favor and play this game. And then mm-hmm. Bayonetta 2 came out. And um, just fun little story. Um, when Bayonetta 2 came out for the Wii U uh, a few years ago, um, it came out with Bayonetta 1 as a package deal. And I, it came out on a Friday. I got the games. Mm-hmm. And Saturday night, I was beating Bayonetta 2. Mm-hmm. I had played through Bayonetta 1 and 2 that entire weekend, and that's all mm-hmm. I did. I told my friends, like, hey, I'm going to be in my dorm room just playing these games the entire weekend. Like, don't expect anything from me. Um, and some of my friends, they, like, just sat down and they were, like, just chilling with me and stuff. Because it was just, it was it was just fun. It The games were just fun. So mm-hmm. if, you, if you have not played... The Bayonetta games, like, do yourself a favor and just just look into it. Try to play the first one or play the second one. Like, skip the first one and play the second one. Yeah, it is an experience. It's so much fun and and yeah, I am foaming at the mouth. I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are. When I heard about this, I'm like, oh, my brother is probably just going nuts. Actually, all my uh, friends messaged me um, when this when the um, the direct when the direct aired. No, not this one. Sorry. Um, 
when the previous direct aired and it had a Bayonetta 3 announcement, um, I couldn't watch it like live. And literally all of my friends were sending me like um, mm-hmm. the eyes emoji, just like the two eyes looking. They were all sending me the emojis, just like waiting for me to to <laughs> say something about it. And then once I did, they were like, there it is. Okay, so last three games we'll talk about, uh, re- rather really quickly. Resident Evil Village Cloud and uh, Resident Evil, what was it? Resident Evil Village, Resident Evil 7, no. 2, and 3. Wait, I'm confused. Resident oh, Evil, yeah. Resident yes, Evil 2. Yes, and, actually. Resident Evil, yeah. yeah, it's 7, 2, and 3 are going to be available for the cloud. And Village as well. Um, so this one kind of has me scratching my head a little bit because it's like, I understand that the Switch probably can't handle these games. So having it being available on the cloud is not a bad idea. Uh, If it works, it might... If it works, it might open up um, the... You know, it might make other games kind of go towards this route where it's like, hmm, Resident Evil had a really good, you know, had a lot of downloads on uh, on the Switch and... Who knows? Maybe Cyberpunk can maybe we can play it on Switch via cloud. You know, like that's a possibility. I know like streaming games is more of a thing on like the Xbox and the PlayStation. Um, so this one, it's like I'll believe it till I see it. I like I don't know what to expect. Um, My... but I do appreciate the experiment. Yes, I I appreciate that they're doing this for these games. Um, again, it'll be one of those things where where people older people who have a switch or i'm gonna start again um i do think that it is great to have these games available for adults Mm -hmm. who want to play resident evil on their switch my concern is the cloud versions limit Mm -hmm. what players can do because you need an internet connection so you know what I was saying earlier, where oh, I love being able to play Skyrim in the air in the airport. You're not going to be yeah. able to do that with cloud games. And yeah, the thing is, like, uh, Near Automata just came out for the Nintendo Switch, and it's not a cloud game. It is like a just a full game, like, and and it is being praised left and right for running beautifully, working beautifully, looking gorgeous. Yeah. And Near Automata is a game that's on the PS4, and it was like heavily praised for for its graphics and everything on the PS4. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so with Near, we can see that it it can be done. So for me, it's just uh, uh like it, it's cool that they're bringing it, but like, hey, Near Automata can play on the Switch perfectly. Like. Mm-hmm. Y- y'all can do this because <laughs> Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. is on the Switch as a cloud version as well. And it was. Oh, I didn't a know that. Big. Okay. Yeah, it was a big flop. Um, it, it the cloud versions were really buggy. They were really slow. You basically needed to be like you basically needed to have an Ethernet cable connected to the Switch at all times to be able to play it kind of OK, kind of functionally. Yeah. It yeah. was bad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. All right, well, there's that. That's really anything we can talk about these games. I mean, yeah. 
if you want to check out a review, go check out the hundreds of YouTube videos that talk about these games. But this is ballsy for Capcom to try on the Switch. Uh, hopefully, they don't fail miserably like they did like uh, like Kingdom Hearts. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. I think it's a very interesting experiment. You know, yes. I really do. And uh, if it if it does end up working, I think you can no longer say Nintendo can't handle it, right? Yeah. Um, but then I'm also scared that maybe that that'll make them more more lazy. But anyway, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to even oh. go there. But anyway, no, please. Uh, so uh, going you, into our next game. Want, uh, sorry, if you mm-hmm. want to play these games, like just make sure you have a really good internet connection because if not, then you're not gonna have a good yeah. time. That that's my only recommendation. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, okay, really, really quickly. I know we mentioned this already, but uh, I love it when indie games take a chance on the Switch. So Sifu, I think, is a, a yes. one of those like indie darlings of the PlayStation. Uh, a quote unquote Souls like, which not really, uh, but it's just it's just really a really hard game. Amazing kung fu, really cool story. Uh, does it is not that long of a game. Um, but it has a lot of replayability. Uh, it's not the that switch long, isn't, especially it, if you die a lot. I mean, of course, like it, it, like if you if you beat it perfectly, it's like a three or four hour game. But because you're gonna die a lot, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're gonna get your money's worth. But uh, I'm just glad to see a game like Seafood making it to the Switch. I think yeah. it's awesome. I think it just opens the door for more people to play these games. It's great. Uh, moving on, uh, Crisis Core. I I mean for. For a Final Fantasy VII game in the Switch, I think, like, I know you can play the original Final Fantasy VII on the Switch. Uh, obviously, you can't play the remakes. But Crisis Core, I believe, was a PSP game, if I remember yes. correctly. Yes. And so Vita, having... The Vita. No, the Vita, yes, the thank Whatever, you. One or, or one or the other. But it was, it was part of the PlayStation Portable games. Like, if it was a Vita or a Portable... Um, uh, so this is more of a, a. If you're a Final Fantasy fan, you of course know about Crisis Core. If you're not a Final Fantasy fan, you may have skipped this when it came out back in the day. So uh, this is really cool. This is really cool from SquareSoft uh, to be releasing uh, a remake of this game. Um, I kind of want to play it. I've been playing Final Fantasy VII on my PlayStation. It's pretty great. It is. Uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy XII on my Switch. It's pretty great. I've been playing Final oh. Fantasy seven or oh, six, sorry. I didn't on the know Switch. you were playing Final Fantasy twelve. We're gonna have to have a separate conversation about that. Yes, totally. Uh, I I need your help. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, but I've been playing that, and uh, I I I I'm really enjoying the battle system so far. Um, so all I gotta say is it's a it, it was it was nice to see the trailer. I'm like sweet, like like this 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 is cool uh yeah sorry i don't have anything else to add but uh, you know any final fantasy stuff on the switch is is a plus yes. um it, it's exciting to it, see more final fantasy stuff on the switch um yeah. i'm glad that they're adding crisis core and you know if if you're a fan and if you like the the remakes um mm-hmm. then yeah this is this is a great way to continue that story and to add more to it so i'm glad that nintendo's getting this again moving rather quickly uh master Ray should be here uh really soon tales of symphonia remastered so i yes. never played a Sim- tales game i do know that this one was 
originally came out on the PlayStation 2, right? Yes, and I believe the GameCube as well. Uh, well, actually, yeah, probably the GameCube first and then the PlayStation. Um, but let me just say that out of all the Tales games, this is the one that whenever I think Tales, this is the one I think of. And it's not necessarily because of I played it at all. I've never touched a Tales game, like I said. But there is something about the de character design of this specific Tales game that is just incredibly memorable. Yes. And uh, as much as it kind of scares me to to play this game eventually, if I ever have the time, it's it's probably the only Tales game I would play. Just because they're, they're very much a, a time crunch like uh, not crunch like they consume a lot of time yes. um like a complete remastered version of this game it's, it's like that's it's that's pretty dope uh you know again going back into like the back and forth between like the remakes the remasters and getting people to experience these older games like tales is one of those games that i could easily see like five years from now people would have been like why haven't we gotten a remastered of this so I'm glad that it's it's coming out. Um, I'll definitely get it and give it a try. Um, what about you? Like I know you're more into JRPGs. Like is this something that you you would be playing or? So I actually never played Tales of the Abyss. Um, the Tales game that I played was Tales of Graces on the PS3. Mm -hmm. um, and I I will say Tales. Like they, they are fun JRPGs. They have really cool stories. Um, and I do believe that having Tales of Symphonia on the Switch opens the doors for more Tales games to come to the Switch. You know, because Tales of the Abyss are is really good, um, and really big. Tales of Graces was really big. Um, among other games, among other, uh, mm -hmm. sorry, among other Tales games that have they have their very niche and very big following and i think that the studio is taking a bit of a like an experimental route with bringing symphonia into the switch and hopefully that'll pave the way for more tales games to come to the switch um the the switch is kind of a great console for jrpgs i will say like mm -hmm. playing xenoblade it it is a long jrpg and being able to have it on switch and um having that accessibility and being able to take it wherever i want and like pause it wherever i want like with the switch menu and stuff and not have to worry about like oh no like i'm can't save in the next hour like i can't oh no like all those things kind of melt away when a game is on the switch because the the switch is that hardware made for portability um so yeah, I'm I'm excited mm -hmm. to see I'm excited to see that this game is coming. Um, I'm probably going to wait for Tales of the Abyss to come to Switch to to get a Tales game for my Switch. Um, but I am glad that that they're bringing it. And and yes, the Tales game that that particular one does have really memorable characters, really just memorable character design. Um, you know the main character with his like red. Uh, with his like red suit, his red outfit. Yeah, it's and, just like, so iconic. Hair. Yeah, it's very iconic. Um, so yeah, it's good. I, and I, I do like that the Switch has kind of become the system where these like old school games get ported to. Like, you know, I would have mm -hmm. never thought that Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy Twelve would come to the Switch. Um, mm -hmm. and, and here they are. And 
there, you know, there's a bunch of other PS2 era games that have been like making it to the Switch, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm here for it. So I'm, I'm bring bring them in. G- give us more. Let's let's do it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. And uh, moving on. Um. I think this will be the last game we talk about before Master Rain comes in. Uh, Kirby Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Um, if you've been part of this pod, I'm pretty sure you've you've or if you've heard old episodes of this pod. I'm pretty sure you've heard me mention how my wife loves Kirby games. There is only a few games that she'll play, and it's anything with Mario in it, or anything with Kirby in it besides Super Smash. Uh, the trailer for this game looks incredible. I absolutely, it's really, really cute. Um, I'm all for it. I think we need more Kirby games. And anytime they announce Kirby games, I'm all in. Um, I, mainly because for me, like, I still, okay, I have yet to play a game as good as the Crystal Shards from the Nintendo 64. Um, That is, for me, one of the best Kirby games ever made. Uh, It is one of my top, if I make a list of top 20 games, it's definitely up there. For the sole purpose that it's a it's a game that it's easy to pick up, but it's it's a it's a little hard to complete. Like you won't like you it took time to beat. And it's a game just like Jeffers Gemini that you have to complete it in order to fully beat it. Um and I think Kirby's Return to Dreamland is a very very promising game uh, in regards to the future of Kirby. Yeah, we got Kirby sixty four, the Crystal Shards um, for the mm-hmm. for the sixty four, the 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 emulator, the not emulator, mm-hmm. the Virtual Console. We got Kirby sixty four yes. on the Virtual Console this year. We got Kirby Stream Buffet, um, which mm-hmm. is like stupid cute and really fun. And we also mm-hmm. got Kirby in the Forgotten Land this year. So, like, Kirby's been getting a lot of love. And it's exciting to see more more Kirby. It's exciting that they're bringing this to the Switch. It looks beautiful. And it, mm-hmm. and it looks charming. And that's the best part about Kirby. Like, it's, it's just really charming. It's really enticing. It's just, you know, you see Kirby and you're just like, yeah. Like, this is cute. This is fun. Like, when when you pick up a Kirby a Kirby game, at least for me, I know I'm gonna have a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think that's 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 the thing about this game is like Kirby. If there's one thing Kirby does well is being a fun game and being accessible. Yes. And even like Crystal Shards, there were moments where it really got dark, and there were moments where like the music was very intense. But the accessibility of it was uh, was always like anyone could play it, you know. Yeah. And I feel like ever since then, every Kirby game has been trying to capture that magic, and they've done it uh, like a little bit. Like, they've done it well enough. Um, and I think like Kirby Return to Dreamland is like a return to form. I know mm-hmm. the previous game that uh, released was was uh, was pretty good. It had really good reviews. Yeah. Um. So like. I think uh, I think uh, who was it? Uh, Johnny Boy? I think, uh, and uh, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, and please put it in the comments if you think I'm wrong. I think Johnny yeah. Boy mentioned that when he he did play the last Kirby, and he did say like it was not as good as the Crystal Shards, but it was it was in the it was in the right. It was like almost there. 
in terms of like the way it plays and the story and stuff like that. So, yeah. uh, bottom line, more Kirby is good. Uh, yeah. It's one of those IPs that it just like it always feels like it always feels like each generation of Nintendo will always have a Kirby game. And they always kind of fall behind uh, the Mario's and the Link's and the Zelda's and all that. But like, th- there's been like a ton of Kirby games in the past like ten years, and I'm just glad to see that you know that they sell well, that people really like the c- character, and uh, that they keep trying to innovate. So uh, looking forward to this one as well. I'm looking forward to a lot of games actually. I just I need to figure out when to play these. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the biggest thing. Making time for it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I think uh, Master Rain's about to uh, come back in, uh, and we're going to proceed to talk about the latest of the Legend of Zelda franchise. Ooh, yes. ooh, ooh, and this one, this one's so good. All right, so now that we talked about Kirby, let's go into what we really want to talk about, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yes! And, yes. dude... Like... <laughs> I'm still trying to beat Breath of the Wild, but the uh, like this last Zelda game, the amount of info we've gotten has been just enough for everyone, including myself, to be like, I want to see more. Yeah, dude. Honestly, oh, yeah. honestly, they are they are giving us like breadcrumbs, and we are living. We are like, fully fed. We are full. We are um. We are like bloated even, and they are giving us like three breadcrumbs and like a side of water, <laughs> a little drop of water. We are, <laughs> we are okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's 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 been the this last trailer, although it's you know very minimal in terms of what we see, like a ton of clues all over the place. Uh, you can totally see what what Nintendo's trying to do now with this sequel. I like. I actually really like the name change. Yes. Um. Yes. I think Breath of the Wild Two was kind of a. Bad I mean, name, it was kind of awkward idea. for a Zelda game. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. I, I I will say I never I never thought. I don't think. Sorry. I don't think it was ever Breath of the Wild Two. I think they was they were just calling it the sequel to Breath of the Wild because they didn't want to reveal the name yet. Good. Yes. Mm. Yes. 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 Good point. Good point. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, but anyway, um, so, you know, I my only thoughts really on this game right now is I love the name. I like where it's going. Um, it actually makes me want to beat Breath of the Wild uh, as soon as possible. And the I love, love, love the amount of uh, cryptic uh, symbols. Yes. So, like, dude. obviously, yes. the most obvious one is the Ouroboros snake, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, which I think goes really into the themes of this game, which it seems to be into like between life, death, and rebirth. Which, if we think about it, that's literally Legend of Zelda, right? Where it's like every generation or so, they you have your own Ganon, you have your own Link, your own Zelda, and there's a constant, like, circle that keeps mm-hmm. going and going, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then, then, like, mm-hmm, go ahead. Um, and now that you mentioned that, actually, it does bring a big part. It does add into the lore of Breath of the Wild where Ganon broke that cycle because like the 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 rage and like the enmity that that Ganon like bubbled up for so many generations 
broke that cycle of like life and rebirth and ganon just became like uh like instead of becoming a person and being reborn ganon became like a concept and like a like a like a like a demon basically like evil you know like 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 an entity yeah like an entity it broke it it broke that cycle uh for itself just Mm. based on the pure hatred and malice that it that it that it like accumulated over so long so interesting i i just like i just made that connection from what you were saying so now i'm just like yeah dude Uh, this link is definitely uh, gonna die at the very end in in order to like restart hyrule in order to like allow legend of zelda to be (laughs) that is that is actually pretty fascinating theory that like or maybe like actually i can't i can't even ask like is zelda alive or dead because i need to beat the other game um she she's in but, the trailer she's in the very first trailer for tears of the kingdom oh she is right okay she, yeah that, she has short hair and everything mm-hmm. um so anyway um i think that that's a very good point where it might be where the like link and zelda might like like you said die in order to force that wheel to restart. I think that's actually a fun, like a, a great theory to be honest and it'd be very interesting to explore what how maybe they cope with that. Mm-hmm. Cuz I mean the closest thing we've gotten to like a link dying as far as I know is like Majora's Mask and Ocarina. Well, Twilight uh, Princess. Or even a, and, and Twilight, and Twilight Princess. Princess, yeah, yeah. and Twilight Princess. And usually those games tend, like, all three of those games are some of the darker games yeah. in terms of themes, right, in uh, uh, Zelda. So, like, this one seems to kind of be marrying all those um, all those concepts. And it's like, it's just, I'm just, I'm just really excited to see how, like, these, char- these two characters will deal with that. And I know Link is kind of a, you know, still your uh, voiceless hero, but um, maybe this is the game where you kind of see this link take a little more, be a little more. What do you, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a little more not weak, but but more of a character, you know. Well, like not mer- I don't I don't know. More dimensional. What do you think? More dimensional. More yeah. dimen. Yes, yeah, thank you, like thank you. Hero. That's that's ex- yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's that, like, I'm the sword guy, you know? That's yeah. one thing about Breath of the Wild that um, they did they did add some characterization to Link um, where they addressed why he's mute and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully you're, you're able to get there eventually, mm-hmm. but they do talk about, like, why he's mute and, like, in the, actually, in the Japanese version of the game, all of the, all of the descriptions for items and stuff it's actually told from Link's perspective. Um, mm. And so, yeah, and so, like, your inventory is basically, like, Link's thoughts and, like, his... his, And so, like, when it's, like, recipes and stuff, it's also, like, what he thinks about it. And it's it's all from his perspective. Meanwhile, in the English version, they changed it to a neutral voice. Interesting. Oh, whoa. Interesting. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> This shit gets deeper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and like, but 
I don't know. What do you think, Master Rain? I know you had a few thoughts regarding some of the uh, symbols that they use in the trailer. Well, you you, you said them earlier. <laughs> oh, I did. Yeah, <laughs> the life and death and rebirth. <laughs> um, but what 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 are you, so anything that you're excited for, Master Rain, regarding this? I mean, you're a lot more closer to the Legend of Zelda than probably any of us here. Um, anything you're looking forward to? Anything that gets you excited? I mean, besides just a sequel to Breath of the Wild. Well, there's definitely you're definitely going to learn a lot about the 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 history about Hyrule a lot more for sure. I mean, you've seen a lot about the history of Hyrule for sure, but I feel like at this point with this game, you're going to they're going to like definitely reveal a ton of the history of Hyrule, but it makes me feel like if they were going to reveal a lot of history, I feel like what's going to end up happening also is that it's going to restart history. Because if they're revealing the past history of how all of the games connect, because I feel like that's what's going to happen in a, in a sort of way, right? Um, and, and somehow, right? Um, once that mm -hmm. happens, once that happens, um, I, I, I feel like what's going to happen is uh, uh, we're going to have, like, essentially Legend of Zelda restart, but in a new sort of way where <clears throat> maybe... Uh, um, it's not exactly the the quest of this hero, but a quest of a of, of certain peoples or or the hero. It's kind of like the Avatar, where uh, the, the the certain hero of Hyrule changes from uh, uh, changes race. So maybe one day it'll be a, a Zora who picks up the Master Sword, and he'll get to be a Zora with the Master Sword. So I feel like that's how it could change into the future which would be exciting to be to be a different race of uh, uh instead of just like the regular uh, uh elf human right you know because then you'll have like powers of swimming and you know or whatnot or you know be whatever 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 race from from hyrule right um mm -hmm. could be could be interesting which is kind of explored in majora's mask but you know just imagine taking that a little bit a little bit further right you know imagine if you're always you know just just any Put it any race. You're walking around as that race in in, in uh, uh, Hyrule, and and you're the one now with the Master Sword, and now it's your princess, not necessarily Zelda, but that's Zelda in a sense because she gets to have the Triforce of uh, Wisdom. So, mm -hmm. kind of a it would it would it would be an interesting way to restart a lot of the history of the game, right? Um, and just kind of see certain things of like, for example. Uh, getting to see again, it's dangerous out there. Take this with you, right? Like, you know, I feel like I haven't seen that exact thing where you walk into a cave as a person with the sword there, and they're like, "Hey, there's monsters out there. It's dangerous. Take this with you." Which is not yeah, yeah, yeah. to go alone. Take this. Wow, that's actually fantastic. Um, that it made me think of the game very differently. Let's put it that way. <laughs> that's very interesting, and I do like. Um... I do like that perspective. I do like to, um, w you know, with with Breath of the Wild, they did break a lot of conventions. They did break a lot of like rules that Zelda had established for so many years. And so I'm interested mm -hmm. to see like what other rules that this this new game is going to break in itself, and like uh, how the how the story might take a different direction in a way where you know as i mentioned earlier like ganon broke out of the cycle what yeah. if this is a way for link and zelda to also break out of the cycle but you know that might that might require or yeah that might require for them to to kind of become an entity as opposed to as like, a concept alive. right yeah, being concept right um, whereas whereas link becomes a concept of the master sword itself zelda because a concept of the kingdom or something like that you know of the people yeah like the yeah. people of hyrule or something yeah yeah 
Um, that's not, that's that's really that's ah damn man. I, can we play this now? <laughs> I know. Give it to I me know, now, dude. For real. Give it to me now. One thing I'm also very excited is a lot of the, a lot of the imagery, um, and the symbols seem to be very like heavily inspired by Mesoamerican culture. Yes, and I'm so it, excited about that. Yeah, yeah. And as as like you know Latino people, it, it's just it's just very exciting to see. Um, that facet of our identity to be like represented in video games, and I'm I'm oh, just excited no. to see more Meso- Mesoamerican like influences in 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 a Zelda game, something that you you like never really see. Yes, um, dude, big time, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one dude. thing that's really oh, yeah. cool is in mm-hmm. in Breath of the Wild, it, there is like a like a tropical forest area. Um, I forget the name right now, but it's like in the south. Yeah, it's like on the south of Hyrule and it's like a tropical rainforest and stuff. And there's a lot of like there's a lot of imagery and a lot of ruins that um, look eerily similar to a lot of the symbolism that we've seen so far within the trailers. Um, There's Mm -hmm. a lot of theories that that the game itself is going to deal with with is going to bring up some of that, some of those things, some of those ruins. Yeah. if yeah. I'm not mistaken, uh, if you if you're running around in Breath of the Wild and you get to that area, I believe it's called the Zonai, the Zonai ruins. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And and a lot of people are are you know theorizing that that the Zonai people are gonna are gonna be a big influence. I mean, you could just see it in the logo. When I see the logo, I see oh yeah, clearly like, it's all there. Yeah, Quetzalcoatl. I see like Mesoamerican stuff. Um, influences. Oh yeah. So I'm very excited. <laughs> which I mean, which uh, speaking in terms of like just a pop culture in general, it's really cool to see uh, that in um, Black Panther and in Avatar. Which, which is honestly like I, I had no idea that like the Avatar language that they that they made up for the uh, Navi is based on like one other language, Nawal, and something else. And I was like, oh snap, that's so cool! Oh no way, that's amazing! I didn't know yes, that dude. that was which, based on Nawal. Side Nawa- note, oh. side note, believe it or not, when he rides the final red dragon at the very end, there he's actually representing representing Quetzalcoatl completely. He is the winged serpent right there. Like, oh my god! Right, dude. Right. <laughs> we can go crazy in that, but we don't have to right now. <laughs> yeah, and 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 you know what? Like, let's leave it at that. Like, uh, that gives us that takes us to the end of this uh, of the last direct of, from Nintendo. I'm actually excited to go onto this next section where it's we're gonna talk about the Super Mario movie. Oh. Something My I never God. thought I was going to be able to My see. My name is Mario. How how are you, Luigi? <laughs> I am Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could do the Charlie Day voice just for this, but I this can't. This is the Charlie Day Mario. I know. Oh, that was pretty good. Mario. Uh, dude. Uh, I was definitely i i okay so the only thing i told myself is okay nintendo is working with illumination studios in order to make this movie it's not just someone who wants to make a movie and has the license you know uh if any if if sonic the sonic movies have taught us anything is that when the creators work closely with the filmmakers you get good shit and 
Yeah. The Sonic movies are so good. They're good. Oh. They're very good movies. I highly enjoy them. They're cheesy, but I don't care because they're a kids' video game movie. I'm not expecting these to be the next Citizen Kane. And it's so, Sonic like the Hedgehog, it's meant to be cheesy. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. and um, and the trailer not only gave me more faith. It's like the the colors looking gorgeous. The characters look amazing. Jack Black sounds amazing. <laughs> Also, um, the music, like, just the orchestra version of, of the main theme, like, just the little snippet of it that we got, like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm probably going to cry when I see this movie. <laughs> out Maybe. of disappointment. Actually, yeah, that, out yeah. of disappointment from Chris Pratt. <laughs> so, the only thing is, like, yeah, like, Chris Pratt voicing Mario, I don't know how I feel about that yet. I think everyone else sounds pretty good. Um, it's just, yeah, I'm kind of with like, I, I, we talked about this earlier, but I'm kind of with a uh, Cinna here where it's like, you have the, the Mario guy, the voice of Mario and you go with a name actor. And I know they do this all the time. They did this with, they've done this, uh, I, think, I remember with Hitman, like when the movies came out, everyone was like, why didn't you just use the actual actor who looks just like Hitman, you know, like agent 47, like it's the model, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? And he has the voice. And they went with like Timothy Oliphant, and then in the next movie with some other actor. That anyway, it's just like I, I get why theaters do that, but at the same time, it's like, bro, <laughs> you already. Yes. This is an animated Mario. You, it was it was too good. It, yeah, that that man got screwed over. But but but, the trailer looks great. Everything looks the great. Looks I'm amazing. really excited for this movie. Yeah, and uh, I think, uh, and you know what? Like, I, 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 my, my hopes are up, but they're not like, like I'm dying to see it. I'm just like, you know what? This looks like it's gonna be good. Yeah, I think I'm exactly there with you. Honestly, though, if the voice was a little different, though, I would be so much more like, oh, but I'm, like I'm hype, a little yeah. bit, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit disappointed in that. Just a little bit. A little bit, and and mm. honestly, his cheeks aren't thick enough, like Mario's. <laughs> slightly, I uh, I concur. slightly slim and flat there. I mm-hmm. I will say, up until Mario opened his mouth and and Chris Pratt's voice came out, and it wasn't even Chris Pratt doing a voice; it was just Chris Pratt. Um, mm-hmm. up until that moment, I was like a hundred percent on it. Um, and then, and then that happened. I was just like, okay, I am not as, as excited, but I am excited because of everything else. Jack Black did Mm -hmm. amazing. Homeboy has been voice acting for the Kung Fu Panda movies and for a bunch of other movies, like for, for a very long time. So the man, yeah, he's, he's, he does voice acting. Um, and, and that's my issue is, is that a lot of animated movies now have, they've been hiring actors when there are people who their career is voice acting and they're able to to do all these voices you know the tara strong the voice for you know the powerpuff girls she's raven from team titans um she's timmy turner like she Mm -hmm. you know she is a voice actress she has that range she's able to manipulate her voice in a way that like all the all of them sound different 
and and these are that's what these people do and the fact that like charles martinet who not only has been voicing mario for 40 years but also voices characters in like skyrim who sound completely different i forget the name of the character right now but uh-huh. charles martinet voices a character in skyrim who if you look at the character you're like i'm sorry the mario voice actor did this like the the man is a voice actor and he oh. has been doing mario for so many years yes do i understand do i understand that the Wahoo! hello like yes that would be a little grating after two hours but sure, sure. That's when that's when you adapt the voice to still have those like little nuances and still be able to do a conversation, hmm. you know. Um, so there's a big there's a big like a lot of people have been showing support to Charles Martinet after the after the trailer, just being like, hey, like what the work that you do is amazing. Um, yeah, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure Chris Pratt is very excited to be in the Mario movie. Like, I'm sure that's a big thing for him and stuff. But exactly, I'm I'm just disappointed that that they would do it for the name. They would do it to hire a name as <laughs> yes. opposed to hiring the a voice actor and hiring the person who's been this character. And we all know Mario's voice. Like, that is one thing that like that like it is. A worldwide thing where people know the the wahoo literally. because it's just yeah, iconic. Yeah. Literally international, yeah. dude. And that's the thing. It's just yeah. like did it they didn't need to like size it up with like, oh Chris Pratt's the voice of Mario. Like no one cares, honestly. Like it could have just been the regular guy who who's doing the voice. No one is gonna go to the theater, in my opinion, just because Chris Pratt's doing the voice. They're just doing it because, oh yeah, you can in my opinion, oh yeah, you can totally put the name Chris Pratt. It's such a big name, Jurassic Park, uh, 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 Guardians of the Galaxies. Wow, we're not even looking at him. Like, who? In my opinion, who cares, right? And um, and Zinna, you had said something earlier um, um, about about the trailer. If you want to mention that again, real fast for for everybody, mm-hmm. definitely definitely mention that right now for sure because that was really interesting about the languages. Oh, um, yes, in. In there's a lot of people. Um, let me start again. I have seen a lot of trailers for the Mario movie in different languages. Um, it, it has been brought up to me actually because um, the voice actors for different languages have been doing it, have been kind of adding that Mario ness to it. You know what I mean? Um, in the, the, a lot of people have been sharing the French trailer for the Mario movie because the French voice does like the the is able to have that conversation with Toad and still kind of have the inflections that make it feel more Mario. And then also in in Latin American Spanish, uh, a lot of the like the 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 Mario voice sounds just just more like a voice actor. Yeah, it, it sounds like someone who who's studied the voice of Mario and is like, okay, I'm going to do it in a way where you can recognize that it is Mario without it being like a high pitch whoo every single every single time. Yeah. So when you had mentioned that earlier, I was like, um, we need to watch this trailer <laughs> in Spanish. And so uh, Silly and I watched it. Silly, did you have any, yep. any any like what were your thoughts after you saw that trailer after you saw it like in Spanish? I want to see it in Spanish. Like my, I had watching it in Spanish made me realize that because I'm not familiar 
like I've only heard Mario in English, right? We've only heard Mario with his quote unquote English voice. For me, it's more believable hearing someone else do a Spanish voice because I've never heard Mario speak Spanish, you know? Yep. And so yeah. I don't know, like watching that trailer made me think like, I, I wasn't like, Ugh, I was more like, oh, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a reaction that I had as well. I was just like, wait a minute, this is actually kind of good. And 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 I wrote this down earlier. I was like, Mario in English, all I see is Chris Pratt's face, like in Mario. Yeah. No difference, right? There's no, really no difference in the animation. But I see it in Spanish, and I'm like, I'm looking at Mario. It's 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 yeah. just it's something about it's something about the way he's doing the voice. It's just like you gotta sound more cartoony almost, and it's just like trying to sound more like a like an actor, like a good actor, you know. And yeah, he's like, whoa, it, it where are sounds, we? Like, uh, yeah, it just sounds like Chris Pratt speaking into a microphone. It it just right. sounds like his normal speaking voice, maybe with like a little. Maybe he did try some sort of inflection or enthusiasm, but from that trailer, I did not get it. Yeah. I yeah, like I mean, yeah. you know, Magic Koopa was was great. Like Jack Black as Bowser sounds phenomenal. Um, mm. Very just you 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 hear it and you're like, wow, this sounds good. Even yeah. even um um uh is it is it Key or Peel who's doing yeah. Code? I don't know. It was uh, I thought it was uh, Jordan Peele. I thought it was Jordan Peele. Okay, was sorry. Okay, let me try again. Um, even even Jordan Peele doing doing Toad, it, it sounded like Toad. Like you can kind of hear a little bit of, of Jordan Peele in it, but it, it it makes it funny. Like he 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 good. does have more experienced voice acting, and and but he's still able to kind of like have that inflection where it's like you hear that and you're like, yeah, that is Toad. That's meanwhile right. when you hear Mario, you're just like. That's Chris Pratt. You don't hear, oh wow, that's that's Mario, or that's Chris Pratt playing Mario. Like, oh yeah, like yep. that's that's a more that's believable. You just hear Chris Pratt. Like, it honestly and, to me, it honestly breaks the illusion just a little it, bit. Yes, right? it does. And also, I'm gonna be a little petty. Um, the fact that he says Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. Like, they couldn't just do Mushroom Kingdom, here we go. Like. Oh, Mario, bro, one of Mario's wow, taglines. Good point, dude. One of Mario's <laughs> taglines is "Here we go." Mario's like, yeah. "Here we go." Here like, we go. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously. Seriously. And now something else that in Spanish that you had noticed as in it was like when uh, Bowser uh, uh, is about to fight those penguins in English, he's just like, "Like, uh, oh, I think like he says, I think not uh, what the penguins say or whatever." But in Spanish, mm. he's just like, "How cute" is basically what he's saying, and it's like, "Yes, whoa, that is so much." better like a bowser in my opinion it just seems like just like nothing's in its way just like how cute instead of like you know like like i'm gonna face you kind of kind of uh bowser and so because he's he knows he's powerful bowser knows like he he, he's he's gonna crush Mm. right so so yeah i mean honestly like i'm gonna we're gonna figure out a way to watch this one in spanish (laughs) i i am very like yeah i saw that and i did like the choice for Bowser to say how cute to to the penguins, it, it was very condescending. It was very like, anyway, that was fun. I'm gonna wreck your shit now. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, and and in a completely different like, not completely different, but like in a in a, I guess like a parentheses or like a sidebar for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I do like when 
um, different languages take those kind of liberties. I have noticed that like in um, Latin American Spanish translations, they do take a lot of liberties of stuff to make it a little more a relatable, but also to kind of add a little more fun or nuance to the character. Um, for example, I think I, I think um, uh, Silly Squirrel can attest to this for the Emperor's New Groove. Isma in Latin Spanish uh, has a lot of lines that kind of relate to Latin American culture. And also there's that mm-hmm. one part where she wakes up and in the English version, in the in the English movie, she says like, this has better be good. Um, yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, in the Spanish version, she, she says, Estaba soñando con Ricky. Which translates to, I was dreaming with Ricky, like Ricky Martin. Oh my gosh, so good. (laughs) And I remember watching the movie in English for the first time. Like I was like in in college, I was like like living in the States. And and I remember seeing Emperor's New Groove in English for the first time. And I'm like, it's not, it's not as funny as a Spanish one. Because in Spanish, they, they went that extra mile to add like nuances amazing mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. all right now that that was fantastic yeah. guys uh thank you again so much uh Sina, for for being here with us that was a phenomenal episode cannot wait for everyone to hear it and again Sina, your i think your perspectives on nintendo and their brand and uh a lot of the nuances like you just did uh have been an absolute joy to hear uh thank you thank you so much uh, and thank everyone for joining us. Remember to follow us on our social media. That is Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, blah, 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 blah. You know it. Yeah, you know them. Uh, also, just yeah, check the links below on the descriptions of the pod. And again, remember to leave us a comment um, on YouTube or on our uh, or, or give us a review on the podcast sites. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no, thank you again so much. So now you got any any uh, last words, guys? But not at the moment. Just thank you guys so much. Make sure to stick around. Definitely watch uh, our future podcast because we definitely, hopefully, will have some more coming out this year for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. And then uh, obviously uh, stick around for our streams as well because we'll still be streaming for sure. And thank you very much for having me. It was absolute pleasure to chat with y'all and you know have a have a really cool conversation about like nintendo stuff and if y'all ever want to talk more nintendo i am here dude we um, gotta do that zelda let podcast me, let me know i am down for the zelda podcast like let's 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 do it i yeah <laughs> yeah all right for sure. thank you very much for having me it's been an absolute blast awesome awesome no, our, it's been our know. pleasure this is Silly Squirrel and Master Rain signing out. Peace, everybody. And remember, never stop reviving. Never stop reviving. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Ooh, how fun. Am I getting paid for this?